You're listening to the following program on TFN Audio from the Fantasy Network, where independent creators and fans of fantasy, sci-fi, horror, and gaming meet to create, stream, and support the shows that they love. Creator-distributed, fan-supported, that's TFN. Find this and many more great programs at watch.thefantasy.network slash audio. You're listening to the following program on TFN Audio from the Fantasy Network, where independent creators and fans of fantasy, sci-fi, horror, and gaming meet to create, stream, and support the shows that they love. Creator-distributed, fan-supported, that's TFN. Find this and many more great programs at watch.thefantasy.network slash audio. Five. Andrew stretched his legs as much as he could in the car, yawned, and raised his arms over his head. Surveillance always made him sleepy, but it had to be done this way. He would have preferred sitting inside the store waiting for the thief, or he supposed the term he was looking for was cat burglar. But if he was inside, he could not switch on the alarm, and the thief might suspect something was wrong if he was in there. He sat in his car, his laptop open on the seat next to him, the screen had eight squares on it, each connected to one of his webcams. If something showed up inside the store, he was confident he would see it. If, that was, he could stay awake. He took a mouthful of the coffee he had in the travel mug next to him. A thermos bottle, three sandwiches, and a couple of candy bars were the tools he planned to use to keep awake. He wished he could turn on the radio, but figured it would attract too much attention on the quiet street. His car was parked in the alley next to the jewelry store, almost invisible from the street. Now as the long shadows began to fall and the street got darker, the car would be even more hidden. Andrew checked his watch and thought of Mercedes and Jim at the party. Mercedes maybe chatting up some young business student and Jim trying his best not to be noticed. Hopefully, they were having more fun than him. He lifted the coffee cup again, but before it touched his lips, he saw movement on one of the screen squares. He put the cup down and lifted the laptop up on his knees. Inside the store, the air conditioning vent on the wall seemed to be sliding open. When it was about halfway open, a sleek, dark form jumped out of the vent and down to the floor. It was smaller than a man and Andrew was fairly sure it was the same cat he had seen on the footage this morning. Who trains a cat to steal jewelry, he thought to himself. Not to mention, how does one train it? He put the laptop down and pulled the gun from the bag on the floor. It looked different than his regular sidearm, and there was a reason for that. The gun contained a small dart, equipped with a GPS chip. He had built it himself, calling it his tracker. If he shot the dart into someone or something, he would be able to follow it practically anywhere. Even if you pulled the dart out, the chip would embed itself under your skin. Andrew opened the car door and got out, being careful not to make too much noise. He didn't want to alarm the cat inside the store. The air conditioning vent was on the wall furthest from him, but the access point from the outside was on the flat roof of the building. To get up there, one had to climb a small metal ladder on the wall. 
Or, you suppose, jump in from another rooftop like, well, a cat. Taking great pains to move without sound, Andrew went to the ladder and climbed to the roof. Slowly, he poked his head up and saw the rooftop, the air conditioning system, and the back side of the store's lit-up sign. It was pulsing slowly in yellow and white, giving him enough light to see that the metal plate normally covering the air conditioning duct was pulled away. No one had given it a thought to check this thing, he thought to himself, but he couldn't blame them. The air ducts were so small that not even a child could gain access through them. Most cops didn't think to include the animal kingdom in their suspects, which meant, he supposed, that Poe had written his murders in the Rue Morgue in vain. He wondered briefly what would have happened if, during his work for the FBI, he had suggested that a murder could have been committed by an orangutan or a cat. There was a quiet scraping sound from the air duct. He raised the gun, taking careful aim. The cat poked its head out of the duct, its ears were cocked, and it seemed to sniff the air. Andrew suddenly realized that there was one thing he'd forgotten to take into account. He had not thought to check if he was up or downwind from the animal, and it seemed to be able to smell him. He cursed mentally and put his finger on the trigger, wanting to hit the animal when it was clear of the duct. The cat made a leap that brought it to the edge of the roof in one fluid motion. It turned its head and looked straight at him baring its teeth. The yellow eyes seemed to look straight into his. Andrew moved his hand quickly and steadily, following the cat in its motion. He tightened his finger and fired the dart with a small pfft sound. The cat made a small leap to the side and gave a small whining sound. The dart would barely hurt it at all. The GPS chip was small, but it would still be able to feel it going in. He lowered the gun again, unprepared for the cat's next move. It charged him. In two quick jumps, it crossed the distance between them, baring its teeth and jumping for his face. Andrew gave a surprised howl and took a step back, forgetting that he was standing on a ladder. He felt a sickening sensation of vertigo as he dropped like a stone, followed by a jarring pain when he hit the pavement in the alley on his back. His teeth clapped together, biting into his tongue, the howl turned into a pained cry. Above him on the rooftop, he saw the cat against the darkening sky as a silhouette. It stood there a moment, watching him, then turned and vanished. Slowly, Andrew began taking stock of his limbs and bones. He didn't think he had broken anything, but his back ached. His tongue felt like it was still in one piece, but he could taste blood in his mouth and spat. He got to his feet, picked up the dark gun which had fallen from his hand, and walked back to his car as fast as he could. He got behind the wheel, grabbed the laptop, and punched a key. A street map appeared, and a glowing blue dot appeared on it, moving down along the street. Excellent, Andrew whispered, closing the car door. I'll give you a head start, Kitty, and then I'm coming to get you.